Hey everybody, welcome back to Up The Vibe, and today I'm joined by James Rose and Greg Sullivan, who is the founder of JSETI, the Japan Center for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Hi Greg, how are you? Hi Joel, how are you? Nice to meet you, and thanks for having me today. No, it's great to have you on. (laughs) Hi Greg, great to meet you. Great great to connect with you guys today, it's awesome. Uh, thank you. You're in Japan at the moment, so we've managed to find a, a time to do this. So uh, appreciate uh, you coming on. At, your, at uh, what time is it there? It's just about eight p.m. on a Saturday, uh, on a Friday, rather. Yeah. So okay. it's, uh, yeah, no worries. Fantastic. And uh, so I don't know if you could start by introducing yourself. I've just mentioned about the J Seti, but you know, talk a bit more about your background. Sure. Um, I'm I'm Irish, uh, born and raised in America, New York area, and uh, I was originally. Um, I'm quite active through high school and college uh, after college in music production and and uh, working in audio pro audio and and recording studios and uh, I sort of found my way uh, to this topic um, of contact and ETs and um, just by random bits and pieces of you know random books that fell into my lap or or into our circle of friends and so we had a a really uh, intense um youth culture in my area and and being close to new york city with all the um you know cultural stimulation there that was really uh the sort of basis for my approach to all of what i do now uh, i look back on some of those formative years with with fondness and and uh and there's a lot of synchronicity there that ties into what i do here in japan now but i originally um you know i came to i came i started traveling was in new zealand for half a year and then um, moved on to Japan in about 2003, and uh, this turned into this whole uh, long, you know, expat saga. And and uh, and I, my first five years here were sort of like a cultural training, um, you know, learning the language and working in uh, you know sort of uh, the, the typical ALT English teacher scenario, as well as just doing some translation. And I also one of my in- initial goals for living abroad, uh, as, especially here in Japan, was to connect with local artists. So, you know, I was uh, quickly got involved with the local art scene in, in a, a city called Fukuoka, which is uh, uh, um, it's in the west, far west of, of Japan, near Korea, there on the island of Kyushu. And um, and basically, uh, I, I met a lot of uh, great friends right from the get go. And it just felt like I was kind of in a, in a second home of sorts. And here, 15 years later, uh, you know, it, all the sort of pangs of, you know, there was something big waiting for me for me here or, you know, af- after during those first five years, I felt a lot of um, kind of, um, you know, uh, deep inspiration and and um, and sort of like a, a, a call to be here even longer. So 15 years later, uh, uh, my sort of life work and my my kind of spiritual mission here is, is greater than I could have ever imagined. So uh, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, you know. Uh, so fun to be able to do everything I've enjoyed for years here uh, uh, in such a, an amazing country like Japan. Cool. And I, I know that uh, you've had um, a history in, in the music as well. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yes, uh, I was uh, originally a music technology student at New York University. And so I, um, I graduated in 1999. Uh, I'm, I'm 44 right now. Um, and basically, yeah, so I, I was, uh, I fell into sort of music production and, and pro audio and, and I, uh, that was, I worked at a, a retreat recording studio in Connecticut, uh, halfway between Boston and New York for about two years. Uh, and so that, that place had, a um, it, they had the, a mixing board that John Lennon worked on, Lennon worked on, um, 
uh, Plastic Ono Band and Double Fantasy and uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. The, the studio there had like some of the best equipment in the world. And um, that, that sort of, um, I, I kind of cut my teeth there, um, uh, learning microphones and outboard gear and, and signal routing. And, and that actually was a sort of a primer for my meditation because I was uh, into and performing a lot of experimental music and um, sort of like uh, get into a lot of New York free jazz and going to concerts all the time. Um, little, really big experimental music scene, uh, avant-garde scene as well uh, in New York, as far as, uh, as well as synthesis. So I was, uh, uh, New York University music program had some of the original um, um, analog synthesizers there. So uh, that's sort of like, um, that sort of brain music, space music and deep ambient music was also yeah. like the background for my um, ET research here. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit familiar with it myself, you know, and the things like the Moog synthesizer and all that. Is yeah, cool, the analog, it? the big analog panel consoles yeah. and uh, <laughs> the original, I think it was um, when they had one of the original Bukla systems, which is actually more of a West Coast uh, synthesizer. Uh, Moog was in uh, upstate New York, as you might know. Yeah. But um, um, we had one of the original Buklas, which was uh, used okay. by a famous com um, composer called Morton Sobotnik. And uh, they did like the silver apples uh, on the moon um, and um, some classic uh, early analog synthesizer pieces uh, that would be in sort of the new music genre of classical, avant-garde classical music. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. maybe turn our attention to back onto sort of C5 and everything. So how's C5 going in Japan at the moment? Amazing. Oh, just, you know, I, so I, I basically, um, you know, brought the work here in 2010 and uh, 2009, 2010, and, and it's been an ongoing and just exponential growth the, uh, the whole time. So at the moment, we um, um, like kind of working backwards, we have, you know, uh, we've had events in pretty much every prefecture over these last 11 years all over Japan and, and had all sorts of people um, come and go and and in the last couple of years thanks to you know the growth of the internet and uh, information and, and the films released by uh, Dr. Greer and whatnot um, uh, the interest has really been spiking for sure so uh, yeah um, we've, we're seeing more and more interest than ever before and and uh, and and more and more activity as well so uh, all of our efforts have been really really well rewarded. Greg, if, if I can ask you, I mean, obviously, the, the, the concept that you've you've done something mind blowing here, which is you've built a C5 community, uh, you know, this consciousness community in a language that wasn't your first language is quite an incredible achievement. If I can ask you, what have been some of the cultural challenges? Because obviously every, everybody understands the respectful nature of Japanese culture and the conservative nature of Japanese culture. What have been the challenges created by Japanese culture that, that created difficulties to build that community in that over there? That's a great question. Actually, I'll just step back one second to tie uh, the sound stuff into the Japanese language, as you mentioned, and that, that's uh, it, it actually is a very important um, a connection because during my um, kind of training as an engineer, audio engineer, uh, the, the skill of deep listening and, and, um, and, and also um, what you might call like inner sensitivity, like being very sensitive to, to the frequencies of audios, of uh, the difference in, in subtle difference in, in audio uh, mixing and whatnot, um, uh, that ties right into the, um, like reading the, the type, of, type of phenomenon that occurs subtly in the field, uh, you might say. And uh, also my listening skills were right, were very, very sharp. So I picked up Japanese by ear. 
Um, and I, I often tell people that it was the sound of it that really, you know, helped me learn it. So, um, uh, so as far as culturally, yeah, setting up JSETI was a very, very organic process. And um, uh, it was because of another project that was uh, sort of a, a pre-YouTube era video um, uh, project that I, I got rolling called Superlogical, uh, which is the channel, was just the new name of my uh, latest new YouTube channel. Um, but because of that, I, I met some authors in the field and, and uh, other related research uh, uh, efforts. And I started branching out into publishing and the spiritual community here uh, quite early. So um, the actual, um, the difficulty was that uh, CE5 was so new and unknown here that um, kind of trying to get through, break through the barriers of sort of um, not just stigmata or your normal fear factor, but sort of like the um, projection of, oh, this is, this is like this work, or are you doing something that is exactly like this meditation? Or, you know, um, the, the spiritual community was quite already well developed here. So kind of like carving our niche where, um, you know, the, the UFO information was, was relegated to sort of, sort of the, uh, the occult and um, the sort of taboo, uh, sort of entertainment realm, is, if, as, if you will, and, and actually trying to pull that back into a serious spiritual study, it, it was quite a unique place to be standing. So um, those were the initial, uh, yeah, definitely kind of like trying to carve out our niche here in the, in the in already uh, quite crowded community was one of the earlier challenges for sure. Uh, also, um, of course, the language, you know, I had never spoken about this stuff before. So a lot of people who knew me from my first five years with the artists and musical community, um, uh, they were nice enough to stick with me and hear me out. But uh, I had to quickly throw my um, study into high gear and and learn how to say military industrial complex and and interdimensional and uh, and uh, anti-gravity and free energy and all this stuff in Japanese. So the, I, I, my, my mind was on overdrive. So um, it, that was such an amazing, that I call it, it's almost my type of channeling. You know, it's my, my form of channeling is, is to get into the flow and, and speak about this in, uh, in Japanese itself. So um, people often notice uh, how my Japanese skills actually, they bump up a couple of notches if I'm in front of a crowd or whatnot. So, um, I've experienced a lot of support, you might say, from the unseen that, in that regard. No, that's excellent. In, in one thing that you can say, I mean, the, the Japanese community that you've built, uh, I think there's only a few countries in the world now where you can say there is this dedicated um, nationwide community that exists. And, and obviously you look at Japan, I think you've got the same thing in Australia, that we've got that now in the UK. <clears throat> For countries that are looking at trying to build more of a sort of nationwide community network, what would be your advice to uh, practitioners in, in new countries that are looking at Japan going, that's a really good model? What, what would be your advice to them about building that community model? That's a great uh, question. I, I, I hate to step back a second, but I just want to say the other quick little challenge was um, uh, in Japan, the unique challenge was because of the language barrier, there was such a lack of information uh, that was translated from uh, Dr. Greer's archive, especially. So um, uh, people um, uh, were a little bit hesitant, definitely in the first several years to do it themselves. So they sort of relied on me or our events to as being the only place that they could do CE5. So that's that's changing now as we've released our app and, and other materials. Um, yeah, but definitely uh, I've been very interested in, in, in helping to support um, people trying to do a, a, a nationwide effort or 
or represent a certain country uh, in, 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 the, in the years to come. So I'd say like one, one particular suggestion that I've had is, is before they, they, you go outside is to definitely maybe try and uh, do a screening event at a local uh, venue or a library or a bookstore or whatnot. Um, you know, it, it is the age of online uh, streaming and on demand and whatnot. And it, that might seem a little bit um, uh, archaic, but uh, the actual, the gathering for a, a small talk event or just a, a, a meet and greet or, or a screening is a great way to start things. Um, uh, also uh, recently, you know, we've been working with Zoom. You know, I, I love Zoom. I was a very, very early uh, adapter um, to this tool. And we've been, um, that's on the other flip side of being completely remote. Um, and if people have uh, hangups or, or uh, uh, they, they're interested, but they feel uh, hesitant about gathering, doing a completely uh, remote Zoom event um, where you give people the uh, basic outline of what they should do and where they should be, and then start the, the Zoom meeting where you're all uh, doing a remote meditation or, or the protocols uh, individually uh, at the same time kind of be interesting too. Yeah, you have um, the, the protocols and uh, the C5 uh, meditations and stuff. Are they all in Japanese or do you have to switch between languages? Yes, that was what the early in the formative years of JSETI. I kind of very organically, slowly um, up until 2020, uh, 2009 to 2012 was the kind of era of me slowly translating the, the, the long CTS uh, uh, coherent thought sequencing uh, um, script and and other other bits and pieces and, and in 2012 we released three um uh releases two cds and one dvd that were um <laughs> uh dr greer's uh material and my original uh material um and that's been what our what we call what we've called our uh ambassador to the stars sort of like you know j city series there one two volume one two and three um some of those videos were released on dr greer's channel on youtube um uh with the kind of visual training um, uh, that was released after the CE5 film came out. Uh, all of those were inspired by um, intuition in the field by the ETs. Um, and I was told to film sparklers, which was sort of a strange thing. So we were in the field doing a CE5 and filming these sparklers. And then um, our editor by accident uh, discovered all these different um, video effects. And it just made this, this really intense um, mirrored uh, kind of... Uh, Kind of like a Fibonacci video. It was. It was. Um, so, uh, people have really enjoyed using that here too. Wow. And um, about you, you, some of the things that you mentioned earlier on, I, I want to ask you about a bit more, and they relate obviously to your to your previous life in sound. Um, you you mentioned earlier on that you you pretty much picked up the Japanese language by by hearing it by the sounds. So obviously the vibrations and everything else. Um, Sound is something that, that we're starting to explore more in the UK now as well. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the, of the Monroe Institute work with Hemisync and the Gateway Experience, um, yep. and maybe the, the soft radio frequencies as well. Do yes. you think it's possible to combine sound frequencies with C5 for, for, a, for even, even an improved experience? Well, you just, yeah, that, that's right there. Uh, volume one of my Ambassador to the Stars uh, Uchu Taishi series was the Solfeggio. So I, I was a very early adopter of that. So yeah, right from, uh, and it was funny because the guides, uh, when, you make a, when you make a video or a CD like that, you're doing like the, it's like a template. Um, you know, a lot of people are gonna be using it. So I, I remember um, at, ver at the very beginning, you know, using some sort of oscillator to generate them, but they, um, 
I, I it kept um, hiccuping and the, and the app kept crashing. And then I got the kind of inspiration. Oh, I need to sit with this the entire time. I can't, they're not going to let me set and forget this. I, I had to sit with the entire, I think it was like 10 minutes per tone. And I, I had to sit and watch the entire thing recorded and then um, kind of laying down this template groove. It was interesting. But yeah, so we were very, very early adopter of the um, uh, self-edge tones. Because I, I think that when in the darkness of the circle and during field work, you know, your ears um, make up for what the eyes can't see. So uh, I find that, yeah, that was a really great help to uh, kind of get people focused on uh, a primer for me the meditation to come, you know, instead of jumping right into a, a deep meditation, just having the sound is sort of like a, was a nice uh, warm up for, for the work, uh, the, the main field work. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. How yeah. many uh, now have you, have you got to the point now where you've, you've created definitive Japanese based JSETI protocols now that have moved away from initially the initial Greer ones then? Um, I think, uh, yeah, we, I definitely use some shortcuts and, and, uh, we, we definitely started to integrate other elements. Um, uh, one of them is, uh, like, uh, the, uh, what's it called the 12 dimensional shield. Um, and that's, uh, I love, uh, Lisa Renee as a, a, a kind of more on the Ascension, uh, work. She's super, uh, cutting edge in that regard. So the, uh, it's also called the Maharic seal, but we, we do like a, it's enclosing the group in a, in a, in a vortex, um, you know, just using um, image image training like that. I also do, um, and, and then we also work closely with the space and like clearing the location. So um, uh, I, I also uh, I also do a thing that's called recently the, um, uh, the uh, sort of like a release of other people's energy. I think a lot of people might be called uh, highly sensitive people who are involved with this, you know, empaths. And they, they tend to pick up, um, we end up picking up different um, things that are our own. So uh, as a great, a really kind of like a shortcut I've been incorporated re incorporating recently is um, a, a kind of affirmation slash mantra that that says I release all you know fear that's not my own, or I release all anxiety that's not my own. And just by um, kind of putting that into word, you'll feel this sort of um, you know, see people get nervous, and there, there's all sorts of tension. Uh, there could be all sorts of tension, or all different types of um, readiness levels, and it's a great way to just kind of get everyone on the same page energetically. Um, in yeah. In, in Japanese, like it's sort of like in a yoga class when you do, you know, the, when, before you start the, uh, the greeting to the teacher or, or maybe a couple of deep breaths or, or an ohm or something, just um, like a warm up like that makes, it helps get the engine started for the group. I find that's a, that's a brilliant idea. Do you have an English language version of that, that we could jump on at some yes. point? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, you, you say, um, I release all that, 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 that's not my own. And I just go down the list of frustration, all the negative emotions or, or potentially heavy emotions, you know, anxiety, fear, anger, uh, pain, grief, uh, worry, you know, it, it's, and, and uh, so the Japanese have a word for that called the kotodama. It's like the spirit of the word. So just by using the power of your word, uh, it's, it's actually works on the entire aura, the entire energy of the group um, very powerfully. Yeah, fantastic. You do that in reverse as well, kind of, I, I wish to receive uh, love, I wish to receive joy, you know. Yeah, 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 we could say you could share it with each other, yeah, yeah, share share positive emotions at the same time, right, clear, clear, yeah. and then uh, connect with everyone else, yeah. Uh, um, one, one question I've got, I've got for you about, like, going back to the, 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 the doing this in Japan, 
what is yeah. the uh, um, do you find did you find at all that the the fundamental basis for sort of um, Japanese religious belief to help lay a good foundation because obviously one of the things the challenges you've got I suppose in the West is that you know if it's, it's a predominantly Christian society they've got prayer but prayer isn't really taught in most Christian in, uh, institutions whereas meditation is obviously a fundamental part of of the Eastern religions and that is actually taught so did you, did you find that that laid the foundation for being able to do that more easily? Very good question. And there's a couple surprises in there that I found. Yeah, um, believe it or not, the um, yeah, there there is the, uh, the the of course the all the different sects of Buddhism here and, and the Shinto. So I, th I find that a lot of people in our circle or or who um, first got involved with C five were more uh, Shinto is the is the one with less sort of religious trappings. So uh, you know it's sort of the nature animism and and that that really uh, dovetails nicely with the c5 so um you know each area has their own uh sort of you know uh, shrine network and and, and different sort of um, gods and goddesses and whatnot and that's been a really amazing part to uh interact with um here as far as just that the spirit of japan itself and whatnot so um there's so many nooks and crannies and, and amazing um locations we've been to uh but otherwise yeah as far as the um uh actually if you and then on the on the contrary um me going too heavily into uh the buddhist side of things that actually is people actually prefer more of a western sort of spiritual what we've actually done is what they call you know in translating world localizing this material so localizing it to the japanese um public um so uh, the buddhist um uh religion uh you know uh, has more kind of uh, overtones and potentially sort of like um um um, sort of cultural trappings so uh that actually also um ties into the uh ohm uh the sarin gas attacks in tokyo so there was actually quite a um a with the uh asahara shoko who was the leader of that ohm group um uh they were quite infiltrated i think as well by the u.s intelligence but um that that uh that sort of left a stain on the the kind of guru um spiritual guru thing here in japan in the in the 90s so um after that this focus shifted quite even more heavily on western based material so um uh yeah it is um the culturally the basis for are there for sure but um it's not like uh, people expect that or the are you know the more buddhism the better it's not like that at all so yeah it was alert it was it took it took some time for me to figure that out and find the right balance and everything um yeah so it's uh and uh yeah i think the other thing is they, they um the japanese people are very uh intuitive and, and they don't really um i was very um western-minded and logical at first and, and i used to do a two and a half hour lecture before the, the field work um just like you know like drinking from a fire hose you know like that kind of thing and yeah and uh i've gotten simpler and simpler and simpler over the years and 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 uh, i find that those shortcuts like it's like like the affirmation that that speak that's way more um people just want to get into the experience and and not be as cerebral about it i found i found in the japanese uh culture okay. here so yeah they just like they jump like to jump right into the pool into the experience uh, yeah i was going to ask actually about um i'm assuming you've done some c5 as well in like maybe new york or or maybe in the uk or whatever but um is there other are there other key differences you find between you know the experience of doing c5 in these between the countries 
Yeah, of course, the land uh, for me, the you know, doing it in so many different places, you start to really tell the difference between the actual land itself or the the kind of the where you are on the grid with the earth grid, so to speak. And so, yeah, it is uh, there are a lot of um, differences, uh, you know, um, uh, with the type of phenomena that appears too. So uh, Japan is very mountainous and, and we get a lot of uh, uh, you might not have has much open sky here. So there um uh, so on, on the other hand, there's uh, ships to appear quite a lot in the mountains. So we have a lot of uh, what they call the ground light phenomenon, uh, sort of more low level um, uh, lights in the sky or, or on the horizon and also in the mountains. So uh, actually, we've had a lot of landed craft or craft coming from up uh, from in the from under the earth as well, believe it or not. Wow. OK. Yeah. And, <laughs> and do, does the uh, the sightings do they have like um... A, 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 I'm going to say Japanese bent, as in there's some aspects of it that you think, oh, that's something that's coming from there. The fact that they're Japanese and they're viewing it from a Japanese perspective. Is there anything there that differs? Yeah, not too much. I mean, not, not a whole lot. Um, I think it is. There are some. Yeah, there are definitely those things that tie all contact together. It's it's a global phenomenon. There are it is so. Mm -hmm. um, I think that coherence is coherence, and you know, the, the, if you have a group on the same page, it's, it's pretty much the same anywhere. Uh, getting there is, of course, you know, a different story. Uh, the, the, I've been very lucky, you know, uh, with you know the, the Japanese people with their uh, the Japanese society with their group, um, uh, the kind of not sort of so hive mind, but uh, their, their, the way they their group interaction is is like some of the best in the world. So that it's very easy to get to a coherent state their cooperativity uh, cooperative uh you know and collaborative spirit is really really amazing yeah okay and what are the top uh, c5 locations you've uh, you've been at oh man um yeah they're, they're well they're, i think the farther you get away from the cities of course i'm sure you you could agree that uh the better it gets so uh, Western Japan, uh, we have the, a huge, one of the largest uh, volcanic calderas in the world is the Aso Kuju National Park. And, and uh, so that's a huge open um, expanse, this gigantic kind of highland um, with rolling hills. And we've had some amazing uh, contact there. Also down in the islands of Okinawa, that's um, you know between sort of Taiwan or between the Philippines and Japan, there's the, the prefecture of Okinawa. And I've uh, had some just amazing, uh, just jaw-dropping contact there. And uh, yeah, uh, just uh, as well as also, um, there's actually, um, uh, you know, Hokkaido, the, the kind of expanse is sort of like the uh, US Alaska of Japan. Uh, we've had amazing contact up there too. So um, believe it or not, though, we, we had an amazing, uh, ridiculous uh, close encounter in December of last year, right in the, in the heart of uh, Shibuya, which is that uh, that huge cram, um, intersection you see in a lot of movies in, in Tokyo with, with uh, it's like the, the most the busiest intersection in the world just right on the western corner of that there's a, a high-rise building where we went and gathered 60 people uh, in in early December and, and uh, had some really uh, very very direct and overt uh, appearances there as well so wow um, once you get the momentum going it's uh, it can be anywhere yeah wow Wow, and all these different places, are they with the same people or are they different groups in different places that you've joined? Different people uh, and, you know, people in Japan is so easy to travel in. And so people come from all over uh, all for each event. You've got people in that area, of course, mainly, uh, but then they'll come from neighboring prefectures and, and many people make a trip of yeah. it. So they'll travel from, you know, all across the country as well. So we've had, a, yeah, over yeah. the years, we've had several people who've kind of um, done been, been repeaters for several years and then gone on to something else and and uh 
and and come back again and so yeah it's every sort of um kind of interaction as far as participants you could imagine yeah oh wow fantastic That's amazing and um, greg if i could if i could ask look, looking yeah. across across the world there, there seems to be in, in many countries um a, a lot of sort of I, I know some people might refer to it as circumstantial other people might might see it as outright evidence uh, to, to, to sort of allude to the fact that there's been ancient contact going back potentially thousands of years. I mean, it's easy to pick apart the pyramid civilizations for that and chunks in South America, but you would assume of any country that this is going to be even more the case, probably with Japan. In yeah. your understanding, what are the key pointers within Japanese culture to, to suggest that there's been ancient contact uh, or, or that, that certain sites have associated with the contact going back, you know, a long, long time? Sure. Yeah. There's a, definitely there's a string of research uh, um, about that ancient Shinto, the Ko Shinto, and there's also some esoteric Shinto set, um, uh, research and history that that ties into those um, kind of the uh, not only the creation myths but the sort of the, the visitors from the stars and and uh, they um, they have uh, spots where the the gods have landed. So there's actually quite a few of them um uh, several are in okinawa they are done in those southern islands um uh between philippines and japan but uh, there's also the um uh legends of mu and lemuria there so you have that underground stairway that's been uh, on discovery channel and a uh, history i think i believe uh and it's called yonaguni island um so there's uh, remnants of the ancient lost civilizations here as well as sort of like your pyramid mountains um mm -hmm in uh fukuyama not far from hiroshima um there's, uh, there's sort of some classic pyramids there's another one not far from the northern alps in in uh, toyama prefecture um that so there's several uh several um kind of ufo quote-unquote hotspots um <laughs> do, the pyramids, do the pyramids then follow the kind of uh, they like the egyptian pyramids or more like the ones in like uh, in in south america Good question. They're more like the ones in South America, and, and okay. they're actually still forested, so they're really old. And and um, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're uh, um, so they're more kind of like um, um, they're more forested and, and kind of on, on, uh, at the moment they're covered up with. Uh, are know. they like protected sites that you, it's hard to get access to, or are they just out in the open? No, they're out in the open, just in regular small towns. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's so also... far, no no um, archaeological excavation there no no there there have been a couple um yeah the the only thing that's uh they call it the takeuchi monjo which is this sort of tablet um etching uh, of this it's, uh, it's almost like a not quite as old as you say petroglyphs but it's a it's a, a history documenting um pre-ancient history uh prehistoric times of japan with uh sort of the um uh, a lot of things that conflict with the history books here. So uh, there's petroglyph uh, uh, carvings here and also um, stone circles and dolmens, of course. And so, yeah, the, um, a lot of that has been researched, but not um, the research is sort of um, in, uh, piecemeal, you know, has it been all put together into one coherent uh, um, kind of ev evidence of something particular. But yeah, uh, that also ties into the native people that I knew. Um, the native Japanese people were here and they split into, they went to Okinawa and Hokkaido. They split to the north and south. So the, uh, the uh, indigenous um, uh, Japanese are called the Ainu tribe, the Ainu people. Okay. Yeah. And so they have, um, you know, the, the kind of star nation legends as well. And, and a lot of these petroglyphs and, and anomalies are in their respective uh, 
um, yeah. parts of the country. Is that, is that where the word Sino comes from when you talk about Sino Chinese wars and things? Is that, or is that not connected? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. It could be, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I, they were probably connected with the, uh, those, uh, I knew in Hokkaido, they were connected more with the Inuit and the Alaskan, uh, okay. the Russian and land, the land bridge to Alaska, actually, from my knowledge, yeah. And do you know if the academic communities are starting to establish, uh, you know, some sort of uh, actual research into these uh, petroglyphs you're talking about and, mountain, and mountains and pyramids? There was a, uh, there is a, a society, the Petroglyph Society, um, and that, uh, that, that researcher has a few books out, but um, they've, they, they've gone through their heyday. Uh, and, and unfortunately, they, that stuff often gets relegated to the sort of entertainment segment of, you know, uh, variety shows here. Uh, so it is sort of kind of, um, it's not, it's not full blown. It's, uh, no, it has a stigma still there. The well. Yeah. It Greg, Greg I think if you were, if you were to try and pull all that together and write a book, I think you've got a multi-million bestseller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is really intense and really deep. Um, uh, the other, um, the other uh, big thing here, as far as this, none of this is in English, by the way. Um, uh, the other thing that's really amazing is the, um, uh, this collection of um, sort of automatic writing that was um, channeled or downloaded or inspired in the 50s, I believe it was, by a Shinto priest uh, near Narita Airport uh, before the airport was built there. Okay. And uh, that uh, predicted a lot of these sort of, I wouldn't say end times, but the a lot of people were, um, it got a lot of notice after the Fukushima disaster because uh, he had predicted um, basically an ascension type of scenario or the, the, the ending of one area and the beginning of another um, in, in a very uh, sort of Japanese context. So uh, that was really cool. And that was real. That's been uh, referenced and highly, highly regarded. Um, it's called the Hitsuki Shinji, which is the, uh, the sun and the moon. Um, it's, it's called the sun and the moon. Um, Shinji means uh, work of the God or doing the um, work of the spirit. So yeah, it's, it's sort of like the, uh, yeah, it's, it was a collection of automatic writings from a, um, a, a, a Shinto priest in Shiba Prefecture yeah. there. God, I've never heard of that. And it's amazing yeah, to hear that's fascinating. How, how, how many people <laughs> seem to have, you know, had this uh, somehow, you know, um, a vision of the future and, the, you know, to the Aquarian Age and all this and how, how, how prolific that actually was. The Aquarian Age, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah Greg, uh, it, it, it sounds, sorry, sorry, Richard. It no, sounds no, like problem, there's a no. quite extraordinary amount that we need to learn from uh, Japan uh, uh, about all these things. Um, if I can ask you, my final mm -hmm. question is really how, separate to the information that's coming out and, and, and that being disseminated, how would you like to see or how do you think that the, the C5 community globally should evolve now? Yeah, I think the, I mean, the work that's out there and the, the groundwork that the framework that Dr. Greer uh, uh, make, made and promoted is so powerful. And, and so um, it's, it's such a, uh, it's becoming a, a resident network, you know, what, what the original intention I'm sure was to, to have it be this sort of like, it is sort of a, a multidimensional uh, energy field itself. So it, that, that's getting, uh, it's changing all the time and, and developing all the time. So I think, um, yeah, I think uh, where it's spread to now, it, it's, being influenced by technology of course and 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 uh for better or for worse with the pandemic here uh you know the the actual real the amount of real gatherings around the world are potentially um at a you know at a low uh, or whatnot or at a somewhat somewhat um detriment detrimented but uh i think yeah i think people um 
I think that it's, a, I call it open source. So I don't think it, we don't need to reinvent the wheel, but um, I think it's, uh, yeah, people, uh, I'd like, I've always thought about trying to maybe make a, an online course, or I think, you know, people are doing new manuals and stuff. Um, I, I really, um, I'd like to do more meditation videos and, mm-hmm. and sort of visual tools and like, and stuff like that. Um, part of this, uh, one of the great things that was part of the uh, series we made in 2012 there, which was quite ahead of its time, actually, was that um, I was really inspired to make the visual um, uh, describing the phenomenon, I think is, a, is an important one that hasn't been covered. And and uh, I had some skills with the program called After Effects, and I, I just was able to move lights and 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 on the screen to show, you know, uh, what the actual light shifts and what a lot of the standard phenomenon looked like. So um, it's great when you have a night vision clip of that, but it's also um, I think we're as we move towards VR, uh, you know, getting into an actual like a, a simulated a simulated experience might be really helpful uh because some people like they, they they dabble in it and everything's so convenient now uh that it is also easy to drop off so if you don't have the instant results um it you know it does take dedication and i tell my groups uh you know when we we experience all sorts of um highs and lows and and when we're really when we're really doing the inner work i say well this is contact work so um let's just hold out you know something's going to happen we're going to have a breakthrough if you don't have a breakthrough in the first time or the second time uh, you'll have it in the third one and you might have great beginner's luck. Um, and then you'll probably go into a lull because the, the, the ETs seem to, they want to guide us to really, um, uh, get our inner sensitivity tuned up and, and really develop that psychic level, that sixth sense level of, um, we're actually training with them. It's like a psychic training I, I find. So yeah, yeah, that, that element is, uh, has a lot of potential. So I think, um, uh, the groundwork, the framework of all the current manuals and, and all the stuff uh, that's out on YouTube and the, um, um, is amazing. And it's plenty, plenty to get anyone started. Um, but I think as we come into the next 10 years, it'd be great. We could have like a version 2.0 and um, with all sorts of new curriculum or uh, I think that's stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to be a part of that as well. You've probably already answered this, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I guess it's connected, but do you see that, um, do you see the, what do you see the future of Jay Setti at the moment? Uh, is that all connected or is there something separate to that uh that's actually yeah that's um i've believe it or not i've uh the uh, i've well, one thing we have we don't have a japanese manual here yet so i've been definitely you know i've had uh, all of our experiences uh and and i've i we have our app uh we've we've made our japanese version of the cseti app here um but basically yeah my one my first and formal first uh order of business for jseti is to get an actual uh, published a manual. I think uh, the guy, the kind of guides behind our project, um, have been really careful to not. Um, uh, the Japanese scene is right is quite commercialized, so they've been very careful to keep it um, uh, unbranded and, and open source. And that includes blocking our efforts, you know, in a good way, you know, putting the the governor, speed governor, on. Um, so that that all come in divine timing, but. Um, yeah, and then of course the, the other thing is definitely we want to do a movie of our own. That's 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 uh, another way. It's such a it's such a visual and visceral experience, and we have such an amazing archive. And I've been very hesitant to release uh, most uh, much of any of it online or in YouTube. Um, some of the clips we have are are just so intense, and um, uh, I, I find that um, it's like uh, you need the warm up. It's it's like um, up until now UFO videos are just like. Uh, 
it's almost like pornography. It's just like, <laughs> you know, you, there's no foreplay and there's no, there's yeah. no afterglow. You know, we need yeah. the whole flow. So yeah, it, it, to, to really put in the context, con, um, contact is a flow. So mm-hmm. how we got there is a whole, is a part of the work and, and what happened after is a part of the work. So I want to really document some um, first time experiencers um, and follow their journey. I've had a lot of cameraman f- uh, friends and, and uh, a couple of amateur film directors and stuff be out with us and of course work with TV here uh, and, and work all the all those parts are slowly to come together. But I think in the next few years, we definitely got a, at least one documentary up our sleeve for sure. Um, yeah, uh, that's so, one so other with, thing. So with the videos that you said you've been doing with these, uh, is there, are they available online? Can people see them? Um, uh, as far as the, uh, the like video some of the contact of, itself. Yeah. Doing some of your C5 when you've had people on site with, you know, filming it. Uh, yeah, they, uh, I've had a couple up on in Japanese. Yeah. But, um, I've, like I said, I, there, I didn't want to release some, um, some of them were, uh, most of them are with night vision and, uh, you know, it's just sort of at the time that area we wanted to, by releasing it, um, we had a lot of looky loose come into certain areas. So I've been private with it in that regard okay, but yeah, yeah my uh definitely gonna um the other thing for j city is to i want to share in english like we're doing today so um, um we have an amazing foundation now of 10 years 11 years so what i want to do is get a lot more out there in english so i've got mm-hmm. my english book uh in the works and then also um uh uh definitely want to profile some of these amazing highlights from our archive in english there too on youtube yeah cool. yeah Going back to your sound engineering, have you um, experimented at all with trying to create your own sort of um, binaural beats or do anything? I know we mentioned the Monroe Institute and Hemisync. Yes, uh, I play a lot of ambient music on the site and that that works really well. And I think I find it like, you know, well, Tibetan bowls playing them live, of course, is amazing. And even just the recording of, you know, gongs and bowls seems to work really amazing with the energy and expanding the energy of the field. So um, synthesizing music and just relaxing music is amazing. And I, I... I play, you know, synthesizer, like I said, of myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm about to start a, a whole um, series of CDs under the moniker Super Luminal. Um, so I've, I've got my whole uh, keyboard set up, ready to go for that. So um, again, that'll be something that needs to be kind of done in the right time, right set and setting, to have the kind of like energy template come in, mm-hmm. but actually um, available to be used for contact, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah so that's one. Yeah, that's one thing. Hearing that at some point, yeah. And are, are you aware at all of the the progress being made with like uh, the likes of uh, Jimmy Blanchett and um, Mark Sims and and people on the radio modality for CE five? And have you managed to try radios yeah. or or? Yeah, believe it or not, our uh, we have a, a the, one of the first people I connected with here uh, was um, his father was a member of an early uh, UFO group, and he uh, introduced me to a laser uh, pointer distributor. Uh, and so our laser guy uh, recently started doing those those bowfang radios too. So I, I got one. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So that that's a, a really we used to use the trifield meter and, and walkie talkies even. So um, that's another great. The audio element is uh, is amazing. So yeah, we haven't had uh, we haven't had them in mo- in a lot of events, but I'm definitely open to that. I think that's a really great. Uh, uh, it's definitely anomalous for sure. That's um, I've had experience with it directly for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm really interested myself, you know, to see how that progresses and to see what, what we can uh, translate from some of the, the chirps as, uh, as they're sometimes called coming back. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really, uh, you know, with all the, uh, when they go back and forth in different signals and, and the, uh, the sounds that they normally don't make and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I yeah. actually had a, a woman who come into a private session once and she had a, a little speak and spell toy. Uh, I don't know if you've, you had the similar thing in the UK there. Uh, okay. It's like a, a learning tool for children right. where, you, where you, if different buttons pronounce different letters or syllables. And, and this thing, I have video of it. Um, it was her, her Balfang radio. And, and the thing with the power off would, would be making sounds. And uh, she had okay. a, like a yes, no protocol with it. Yeah. So right. a lot of, I, I'm, uh, I'm also interested in, in the way people um, uh, use that. Uh, it's sort of like a, um, a way to interact as far as um, gathering, gathering information as well. So uh, <laughs> the way the guides or ETs seem to use the, these, um, uh, te- this technology as a, um, uh, as a way to uh, communicate. And we can dissect what's happening with yes and no. Huh? You know, are you many ships today? Are you, are you one group or are you two groups? Or, you know, it's a great way to uh, to communicate, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, James is at to pop off at XR. <coughs> yeah. Uh, but hopefully you can continue. See you again, James. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was good. Yep. That was, that was great. Um, so, actually, to talk a bit more on the UFA experiences side, have you had many experiences I, growing up that got you into the subject? I know you talked about reading the, reading around the subject, but any, anything that you can uh, talk about? I wanted that? to just... Um, let me, I, I hate to, uh, let me just, can you hold that so good for one second? Sure. I wanted to just say, I wanted to just uh, say that, like, just to give people an image, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't mean to brush off, like, um, you know, there's nothing special uh, about the Japanese groups at all. Uh, I want to just actually say that we, we, we specialize more in the, actually doing overnight retreats. And we've done like uh, for over 500, I think now more than that. And um, so they're most, they're basically, if you imagine, Japan has like some of the world's best hotels and the best hotel service mm-hmm. culture in the world. So that part of the thing is that you're able to cancel and change room and guest numbers until almost the last minute. So that, that system has been really um, helpful to, with our events. And we normally have uh, overnights uh, where, you know, we gather at 3 PM and then the group could be anywhere from 20 to, to 50 people. Um, and we, uh, you know, time flies by, but we, we usually do a one night, two day um, gathering with the, the whole lecture. Yeah. And then, of course, the field work and then a debriefing the next morning. So uh, that's been my uh, sort of specialty throughout the years. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that the, the, the thing that's so amazing is that, you know, with the CE5 is not to uh, it's for me, it's like a next generation spirituality because um, I find that uh you know the, like i said this this really um the uh the, the root the the, the long term roots and the 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 spiritual community here had so many um uh kind of uh superstars uh you know they had like the big bashar boom here a lot of channeling fans and mm-hmm. a lot of uh pre program and that with, with that comes a lot of pre-programmed conceptions so i find that with the c5 you're actually peeling away that that programming you know and you're saying it's not this it's this you know and mm-hmm. you know it's not this 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 and this it's it's this other thing it's there's an x factor that you have to experience but once you break through the most amazing thing for me about ce5 is that um it's actually showing you know you're making the world of the unseen vis- visible and that's something that proof factor that sort of live evidence that evidence of the group mm-hmm. field work for me is like that's such a next dimensional uh, next generation thing um uh for a lot of um spiritual or sort of new age um 
compared to other new age or spiritual schools or practices because uh, so much of it is subjective. So uh, they, with, with CE5 contact and ET contact, what's amazing is that you're going, it is highly subjective, but there is that, uh, that definitive objective element that, that really is sort of like undeniable with the, with the group experience. Have you had, so, actually um, had people come on who have been like strong skeptics, doubters, and then seen things and gone away like amazed? And yeah, that's that's another amazing thing. Um, you never really there the, uh, with the Japanese um, kind of uh, coherence and, and sort of the, the uh, their corrupt spirit. They, they really don't like open debate and conflict. So um, uh, people don't really. Um, it's been a rare experience where we've actually had a very anyone act and seriously antagonistic or or doubtful like the fact that they're there okay. alone is they're open to experience yeah about that in britain as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> that politeness <laughs> yeah they, okay yeah yeah <laughs> but but it's uh but but yeah they um i'm sure you do yeah but but they um but then yeah the, there's a there's a, a development of uh perception that you see as as you go uh as they experience different um encounters or, or over their their different the events that they come to um so yeah that's uh uh, I, my role is sort of like, I just say as like a navigator, I, I, I set up the terms uh, and I set up the, the, the conditions for contact, I facilitate that and then I, I, uh, I help to decipher any uh, activity or, or potential phenomena that's happening that could be anomalous. That's, those are my main two roles. So I never ever, you know, um, try and push anything on anyone and say, hey, that was definitely this. And, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes, when someone's going through their process internally of being, of kind of chewing on something, um, you know that's totally their that's their journey yeah. so uh, and I'm sure with, with so many people you might find that some people have an amazing experience and others come away thinking not much happened you know that there could be some of that even maybe exactly yeah because yeah. it is a, a lot of it someone of it is on the un, unseen so you know it's um you, you're really having to go you're developing that sixth sense and and uh yeah you know some of it wouldn't make any sense to you know at this in the same field there's so much happening um, so there's the, the, the stuff that everyone sees, the stuff that certain people see, and then the stuff that's mostly internal or unseen. Um, yeah. and, so and also the energies as well. Yes, yes, that especially on the energetic level, yeah. Yeah, yeah feeling it. I don't know if we can I'm turn sorry, back what was to... your what was your question? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No. Yeah, it's fine. I just uh, roll there. <clears throat> yeah, no, sure. I, you know, if you want to jump back in with previous stuff, just please do. Um, so, yeah, it was more about uh, growing up and UFO experiences that may have got you into the topic um, that were a bit bit weird you know a lot of people on the guests have something that kind of you know is, is a bit weird they forget about it or they don't think about it until later on in life or something yeah yes yeah for sure i mean i definitely one of the big ones was um uh i met what uh, the, i had a couple amazing books come into my life um that were very poignant at said important times and one of them was written by a guy who was working at my dad's office in new york actually and uh uh he gave my dad a, a pre-published copy of it's called the occult connection and it sort of tied everything that is sort of in the quote unquote conspiratorial world out there. It's all in one book. And it was like, you know, Project Grudge and sort of that sort of uh, abduction era, um, yeah. Majestic 12, all that stuff. So that I really kind of that at an early age. And um, I actually in, uh, called one of the numbers. It was, uh, I don't know why there was a phone number in the book, but one of the sort of, uh, my, actually, when you come down to it, they were a MyLab, you know, support group. But. Yeah. Uh, the abduction abductee group and you know, I actually contacted them and and they called me back and my parents got a little this was I was probably <laughs> in early high school maybe late junior high like quite young and my parents got a little alarmed and, and the book disappeared and 
let's let's shut this research down so i was sort of like subconsciously drawn to the um uh, subject and, and had those early sort of formative formative experiences um okay. through through the literature um in the beginning and then so it sounds uh, like your parents weren't as engaged in the topic at all no not at all no <laughs> yeah um yeah i didn't have any you know I, I definitely had a you know um what i didn't realize now was sort of like more energetic contact for sure and and sort of like feeling us uh, feelings of being guided or, or watched from mm -hmm. uh, above i always loved astronomy and and uh you know just kind of felt that sort of um amazing deep harmony with the cosmos uh, uh come over me wash over me so um in their early, those early childhood uh, meditative experiences or cosmic consciousness experiences were there um, I think I'm sure I saw uh, a few UFOs here and there, but then, um, you know, the, the light ships, they sometimes flash extremely fast, you know, flash the uh, flash bulbs. I had a one experience in, um, uh, at a, after a concert in uh, New York and walking home around Times Square and, and, you know, just really being super elated. And it seemed like my vibration matched this flash in the sky. And I was like, what, did I really see that? You know, it was so fast, but um, I know now that that was a flash bulb, you know, right in, scene in the middle of new york city so it doesn't really matter where you are it could be just a split second but then that's you know you've got contact there so yeah sure what do you make of all these sort of the paranormal side of things within the phenomenon are you interested in that and uh, does it how does it connect to c5 at all do you know oh as far as uh i think well, as far as personal experiences that are paranormal or or, or as far as uh as far as uh spirit phenomenon or what spirit uh, phenomena what you... yeah and yeah uh yeah i recently spoke about that on a on, on the youtube live stream uh yeah we've had a, of course with the spirit element people are very sensitive to that in japan and and they have um uh you know they're very aware of the the ancestral spirits and stuff like that so that's the the first contact with the unseen is more of a an astral level uh thing for, for, for people here so sure. um yeah uh um but basically uh yeah I think it's it all ties in together um uh i think you know the energy uh the coming the energy for me the energy coming from the ships or the uh higher dimensional phenomena is a great um barometer to set so once you start to come down from there um you know you're able to you you, you might open yourself up to be to pick up like more less less harmonious energies and and um at time a lot of times we are asked to clear those things so we clear the land of you know a lot of the some places in Japan have been ancient battle sites and whatnot. So um, we've cleared, healed the land through the contact there. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, people experience uh, orbs, of course, and and uh, you know, all sorts of. But it's it's mainly mainly benign and, and sort of more on the magical side of things. Um, I kind of as I get as I got more and more into doing more of this work, I really lost interest in anything that was sort of more um chaotic or fear-based you know yeah. um, and unfortunately that's been very prevalent here um with the uh, tv culture and the uh, the japanese mm -hmm. tv has really abused the the topic with a lot of negative um stigmata and disinformation so that that's one of the yeah. other kind of hurdles the only major hurdle with the ufo phenomenon is that it had been so heavily programmed in the 90s um yeah uh, yeah here on tv especially there's something that concerns me about the recent uh, skinwalkers book that talks about a lot of the uh the negative effects it quite focuses on that you know yeah actually there's a lot of positive stuff as well that's happened on the ranch but so yeah, yeah we need to get away from the fear aspect 
Yeah, you, yes, you become so sensitive that really, you know, that anything like a blog or a video is, is just an open door. So, um, you know, uh, and things could jump through, you know. So I remember even just watching a video of, uh, of, of Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters talking about mm -hmm. um, doing a Ouija board in his house in, oh, wow. in his theater area. And, <laughs> and he connected, communicating with a, a Native, a deceased Native American spirit um, of a woman, but she had lost her child. And, and, and as I'm watching the video, I'm like, oh, you know, the, I get the chills and it's like, this is, um, it's called ele being electronically possessed. You know, th that energy can, that astral yeah. energy can actually lash out through video and stuff. So you have, I, I become really careful, uh, as to what I feed, you know, what I put into my ears and eyes, <laughs> yeah. uh, stimulus wise, you know? wise. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, um, Ashley, what do you think the path towards disclosure looks like? I know there's been a lot of developments, um, quite <clears throat> recently, you know, with the, um, the NDAA, Gilly Brand Amendment, Abby Loeb, I'm sure you've heard of all these things. So how do you see the next few years panning out? Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be um, full of different agendas and, and uh, opinions for sure, quite messy, you know, but, um, but I think that that's where that um, sort of the, I don't want to say authority, but yeah, the, the evidence I was talking about earlier, the, we really need to be clear that um, uh, for me, it's, you know, it's now at bottom, you know, it should be very, a bottom up process. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's been a top down thing from, from, from up until now, but we've really got to, uh, I think people who have their own experience uh, should really be confident in that and, and be able to be vocal and not aggressive or self-righteous, but, but not be washed away by uh, a, um, a sort of a flavor of the day article on the news, you know, so all that yeah. stuff is, is going towards a certain direction, I think. Um, and although elements might be trying to spin mm -hmm. the information, um, as long as we remain neutral, you know, um, we can, we can kind of um, shift it up into the higher octave of positive spiritual sure. contact for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm and watching a lot of the developments there. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I, I do, I, I think, just like you, that C5 and other other uh, bottom up approaches are probably going to be where the, the, the real you know, the real meat comes from, you know, in terms of really get, gaining traction in, into disclosure. Yes. Yeah. I do want to be clear. I mean, I, I do, I do have, uh, I've, I've agreed with Dr. Greer pretty much all throughout the years and, and what he's said, what he's purported in, in most of the films, including the, the recent cosmic hoax, um, uh, you know, we, 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 lately things are so polarized, you know, you're on mm -hmm. one side or the other, but I will put in my two cents to say that, um, you know, struggling to release Sirius here and all and, and all the uh, the kind of media roadblocks we hit with with trying to do some very simple things with this the disclosure project information suddenly changed and on a lot of the people who wouldn't give us the time of day before were suddenly then talking about the mm. Nimitz thing and the TikTok and everything. So that yeah. for me, for the Japanese media, um, that was a sort of uh, uh, that was a, um, they were given the go ahead to release that, you know, it's very obvious here what information was blacklisted and what wasn't. So, um, yeah, that's uh, just, just from a very uh, non-Western country perspective. Um, you look at the same people who pretty much were running disinformation or these very negative programs all along, and then they ignore the disclosure project and they ignore CU5. And then suddenly in 2017 or 2018, they, they're sharing about the, uh, the Pentagon report and okay, yeah. TTSA and everything else. So yeah. just take that for what that you will uh, take that yeah. for whatever it means. I think I think yeah. 2017 <laughs> and that Nimitz incident was a 
characterize what was probably the start of a sea change in in the stigma and, and on the topic and i'm noticing it as well you know i was listening to um the bbc radio and they were they were talking about ufos and of course there was a lot of oh have you seen a ufo and you know trying to you know make it make it sound like that you know that everyone was that was coming on talking was you know a bunch of idiots but actually um it it's uh it's starting to get talked about which is great and eventually you know they won't be able to just pull off this kind of uh, stigma anymore and it, things are get, things are going to change it'll take time but you know I, I can see it happening yes yeah definitely they uh there are i was just on history uh channel and for better you know a lot of opinions about that but yeah it's a, the dialogue <laughs> yeah. is uh is open and 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 having i said on a recent uh, facebook comment you know having a foot in the door is better than being left out in the cold so yeah. you know it, it, the going against the mass information disinformation juggernaut is not fun and it's no. uh you know it's it's definitely uh it's not been a um it's been an uphill battle uh for for all of us i think but but yeah just the the dialogue and the discourse it, without uh i think it's looking at it over the long term over the long run and and the only thing we can do is is you know reach the people you know around us and and continue our own contact work um you know uh, not be shy about it. I think that's the biggest thing. Not be mm -hmm. shy about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and maybe get some of these uh, journalists um, on to see five events. And uh, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. get them to talk about it within the in the media and change change the uh, tune on that. Yeah, the the ships will always come out and uh, play on, during those media uh, <laughs> uh, forays. We've had we've never been let down on a TV uh, outing or anything. Oh, so. Right. Whether they show the stuff we film or not is another story, but um, yeah, it, it does change. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does change, but uh, people are, it is changing. So, you know, in, in uh, Japan here, the, uh, just in the last two years with the pandemic, you know, the, the TV, they were really, really um, obviously kind of boycotting our, our work here. And, and uh, we had a lot of uh, trouble with that. Um, but uh, it's changed 180, you know, when they pulled the 180 with the, with YouTube here and, um, they're actually now competing quite aggressively for content, so their 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 um, hurdle for the uh, you know what you've got to be to be on TV just boom it has changed quite a bit. So we were I was on twice or three times in the last year, uh, three times in the last year. Yeah. Okay. And do you think there's a there's a difference to? Um, and and these are multi million. Those the shows I'm talking about are like multi million dollar, multi million viewed, prime time like golden time you know yeah. um bbc level or sort of like you know um satellite tv things here who okay. are not you know, super broader famous than shows. japan across in japan yeah. yeah yeah okay and does it go oh, across not, in, into other sorry. countries no i'm sorry in japan itself but okay viewed by like uh, tons of people yeah cool and um would you say there's a uh, any differences in in how the stigma is or how people have just because i'm thinking about the the different oral history and the traditions in japan in how they um how their mindset is about it prior to actually you know becoming involved in c5 is there are there differences there very good question yeah um i think that just the uh, the one yeah they're definitely the wonder uh, uh the, the kind of um they definitely uh, all that stuff sort of kind of they seem to be uh we're on the same page about that by the time they get to the event you know by the time participants mm. come to the event and um I think the the wonder and the possibility of life outside of Earth is just such a huge, you know, yeah. uh, mystery and it could be such a huge miracle that, uh, or just miracle of a discovery uh, to confirm that um, people's childlike innocence really turns on. Um, 
Yeah, I think, um, and then they, um, yeah, they, they, uh, they're just really, they're open to the possibility for sure. So I, I think um, they, they reference, uh, there are some, uh, you know, myths about um, uh, myths that are very close to, you know, that, that must have been talking about an ET or, you know, they'll, they kind of recontextualize their, their ancient myths and stories uh, yeah. to fit the, the modern uh, cosmology for sure as well. I feel that I'm not well versed in, in Japanese culture at all, but I do feel that there is a, a more spiritual element to their, their culture and maybe less of a, I mean, that you said about their technology, but there is also less of a materialistic view. There's just this spiritual dimension as well. Would you say that? Yeah, it's a very well meditative, um, just the, the politeness, I mean, the, the sort of meditativeness at the core of the, the culture and, and the, the whole, um, uh, <laughs> excuse me, cut that one out. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just put my foot on the cold uh, stone here. Excuse me. Um, yeah, just the, uh, the at the center of the culture is this sort of um, meditative quiet, you know, that pervades, you know, um, you know, the, uh, the cities and neighborhoods of all to towns of all sizes, and just the 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 sort of vibe of Japan itself is very um, ground, sort of grounded and and um, easy to connect inwardly and just sort of not and uh, not affect the other in any kind of it's just a, a, the the word to say is choa which is harmony uh, or sort of like a flowing harmony choa so um and you know being a self-contained unit and, and interacting in harmony uh with others um um and then you know letting others be as free as they can be so that okay. um that sort of um personal sovereignty with a group for the collective good is uh kind of yeah that, that's sort of the, the base tone here the okay. the whole frequency and that that really lends itself really really well to contact it seems uh, i might be completely wrong here um so i'm just gonna throw it out there but i think i've heard and it was a while ago that uh, the language itself is quite different in how it treats time is that is that is that true that uh future events and past events are talked about as if they're present events in the way that uh, there's no there's no concept of future and past things that happened it's more like this is what happened but it happened then but it's it, the way the tenses work is that is that true uh i think it could be some way yeah there of course there's a regular past tense and future tense but yeah um uh i, I wonder what content i wonder what um example you had heard that talked about in um i'm sure i don't know if whether that's a literary sense um as far as just spoken japanese of course there's the regular past tense and future tense but um um I don't I think know. It was uh, more about how how things are described in the future, but they they kind of more seen as as a now moment that will be in the future. It kind of there's a, there's a difference to it that uh, maybe it's very subtle. So maybe I didn't quite understand. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> when you say like um, yeah, it's so like um, there is a, a way of talking about the future present future tense where it says like you know it, um, uh, it's almost not yeah it's. Um, and for me, for me, more than actually that, that is more like the telepathic element, the unspoken element, the actual lack okay. of words. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, when they say uh, kuki yomiru, it's mean, it means read the air. So the unspoken word is a lot more powerful than the spoken word. So you're, you're supposed to read, um, uh, read what, perp what people are imp implying without, without saying it or the space between the words. So that, okay. that's a whole other, that's another element to the, the language here. Uh, culturally that's uh, that's really interesting yeah uh how do you see um things playing out from uh, from an expansion of consciousness at the moment are you uh, imagine you're aware of the sort of 
what's coins sort or of 3d to 5d or, or whatever yeah. you know names people have you know, an ascension yes um, that's one of my specialty i love doing i love uh i do a lot with the ascension work and i've written uh two books um right. hologram yeah. mind one and two and I, I talk a lot about that on youtube so yeah i get um definitely uh talking about the earth changes and obviously people here are, are very uh um uh um, tuned into the earth changes because we you know they've got the uh the four enormous techno tectonic plates meeting in japan and there's a lot of there's uh, the um nankai trough it's called with there's a couple major earthquakes that are expected um that have been right. kind of overdue <laughs> so yeah and then with the whole fukushima thing so yeah the, there's that element that people are sensitive to and um and then of course the uh, uh the information coming uh, uh, from uh, about the different galactic groups and their agendas and stuff and and stuff happening inside of the earth um, I'm definitely interested in all that for sure yeah and I think uh, when you do CE5 itself is sort of an ascension work so we've been really um, mm -hmm. uh, guided to, to kind of find out that that's been a, a, a grid work it's been a really big grid work project here and and we often um, suddenly are asked to do an event somewhere or i'm inspired to go somewhere and and it's sort of like a co-creative project with the the guides it seems like so um yeah the, and uh, and in recent years i've uh, done a lot of this kind of energy work in the field so uh you know um a lot of people are the star seeds you know the indigos and star seeds mm -hmm. um so that word is really caught on here and <clears throat> i asked um uh the guides actually do quite a bit of energy work so uh, i've incorporated a lot of um uh, sort of this ET healing and you know that that was touched on of course in the CE5 film but um, we often request uh, you know um, sort of a light light codes and DNA upgrades and stuff like that and um, that's uh, people really have a powerful it, it really supercharges the contact work so when we get into the circle I'm, I'm usually um, kind of invoking a download of energy and um, I've been doing that for the past like four years or more so we that ascension element was quickly onboarded into our projects for sure yes it's very important i think an important part of um of well the growth of humanity and the disclosure and everything yeah yes i was actually you mentioned about uh, all the different um tectonic plates that meet there i don't know if you've heard of um i think it's called the dragon triangle i may maybe again another thing that maybe make Devil's, up, oh yeah devil's yeah, triangle yeah, devil's yeah. triangle right is this yeah. is, is it similar to the bermuda triangle is that something that's yeah, very real yeah, it, I, think yeah. it, I think it's on the other side exactly the other side right that's yeah. the, potentially relating to the atlantean technology or whatnot um submerged mm -hmm. <laughs> atlantean uh, civilization and uh yeah there's a uh, potential those places are really just like a uh, portals you know where interdimensional activity is occurs uh, easily yeah and and there's a lot of theories as to why that might be um uh uh, you know the prediction uh, some of the readings of edgar casey touch on that. that that's more on the uh caribbean side but um caribbean side yeah but um okay. it's fascinating those... though <laughs> yes yes for sure <laughs> and a lot of people haven't i've heard of the bonomuta triangle but maybe don't, don't realize that there are other areas that are of similar <laughs> weirdness <laughs> yes yeah yeah one of the spots in japan is called it's actually a zero um there's no uh it's a zero magnetic magnetic zone and so we had some amazing activity there it's uh uh, um, the compass is all kind of okay. spin right. in this area. Yeah, it's it's a uh, uh, the magnetic fields are, are in strange flux there. Yeah, so there's uh, anomalous spots all over here as well.
yeah that's a, that's a whole topic to talk on itself I guess are you um familiar well, I guess not familiar but do you know much about the the deep state element in Japan sort of talking more about the kind of the roots of that <laughs> side of things yeah we definitely was uh people coming well, a lot of people coming to our events uh into that stuff and 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 um <clears throat> yeah I think um the the military industrial complex is here but there's very few whistleblowers here in Japan so um basically yeah I mean um there's, I know, you know, the, the main corporate makers are, are related to um, JAXA or the military industrial complex here or have worked with um, uh, covert military as far as providing potentially parts or, um, and there's also um, an echelon data uh, um, collection station in, in the north of Japan. So, um, I mean, um, Japan is really, after, uh, post-war was real, it's really, um, you know, um, kind of hand in glove with the U.S. You know, military and co- uh, industrial complex here, as mm-hmm. well as was exposed in the Snowden film. You know, with the um, the NSA has a uh, has had a lot of um, uh, interaction with the spy technology and uh, surveillance here. So we've definitely um, had tastes of it. Um, yeah, we we've had uh, uh, we had our email. I'm looking for the screenshot. Um, uh, you know, Dr. Greer mentioned that Fort uh, Washuka in Arizona. And uh, I had our mail, our mail chimp mail magazine, and and uh, it shows you where the mails were opened, and one of them was in Fort Wichita, Arizona. Yeah, right. and so um, we've had a lot of um, surveillance and interference, uh, mostly from the U.S. or international elements. Um, um, uh, yeah, so it's you know us plane circling, um, uh, and mostly kind of like um, signal intelligence, NSA, you know, like kind of like. Um, you know, a digital tapping and stuff or, or um, website for mysterious website crashes and, and things like that. We, we experienced that from the get go. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's hard to say how, uh, how, um, how um, deeply involved Japan is that. And with that, um, people often doubt the imperial family, how, you know, the royal family here, you know, mm. what is their real role and all this other stuff. But um, yeah, it's, um, I think there's definitely, you know, a lot, that's unseen for sure but yeah um i i'm i'm a little bit wary too i love the new technology uh, terminology in some some ways but um i do find that uh in recent years the whole uh few phenomenon has you know did you i know i don't know if you saw articles in in uh, britain but uh new york times even covered that the QAnon phenomenon was the second most popular place than uh, than the u.s was in japan so it, it became oh, okay. huge here right. and um Suddenly, I, I was following it myself quite, you know, quite a lot. I mean, there's the Q, and then there's the Anons, yeah. isn't it? And people coined it QAnon, didn't they? So. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, yeah. I think it's um, it's a uh, you know, incorporating a lot of the particular um uh, elements that were there, and and you, I've seen some people very allergic to that in the CE5 community, but in Japan, I think <laughs> it's um, it's uh, it's you know, it's helping to wake up. It's it's had, it's brought in a, a whole new generation. So I've been, uh, I haven't been vocal for or against it in any particular way, but um, yeah, it's, uh, I, 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 I just hope that people get more, it's, it leads them more into disclosure because I feel like it's, uh, I feel it like got, it's playing a role. <laughs> yeah, it's playing a role. Yeah. But it did get, it get, it get hung people up a lot on the negative information and also the, uh, on that political element where, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you go one step further, you're at CE5 or disclosure, you know, so I, I've been, uh, uh, I've been um, trying to just be a neutral about it and 
and see how many more people we can reach. Uh, yeah, I think I'm in the similar boat because it does. Um, <coughs> you mentioned that word, and just because of the, the way the media portrayed it in so many negative ways, it's it's hard to come across yeah. and say you know to talk about it and and from a neutral perspective because people will automatically have their own biases and feelings based on if the, if that's what they've been reading. So it's it's difficult. You know, it's just like you know if you say about UFOs with certain people who whose biases come from the media, it's. It's a hard position to come from. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I noticed there's some surprising reactions in the CE5 community as well. I, what things you might have thought were kind of conspiracy theory 101, um, and people didn't were hung up on it or, or didn't get it. And and it's like I'm looking at it like, well, we, we're I thought we were at starting at disclosure, and if you've got an ET cover up, all this stuff to me is like self evident. It's totally yeah, exactly. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how could you? How could that seem? like ridiculous you know there is a lot of um strange of course smoke and mirrors and, and manipulation of photographs and stuff that's the, the when you get used to i think the ufo cover-up is the ultimate training for uh um uh discerning disinformation um uh so you know it's easier to, it's much easier to see uh I, I don't i don't go as far as to say that like john f kennedy is still alive and you know that is a, yeah. a mem you know uh, or, maybe or, uh, maybe his in in a spiritual form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and also John Lennon. You know, I've had John Lennon come in as a spiritual being. So okay. there was a recent photo come up of John Lennon with a. <laughs> was like, I was like, no. Um, but uh, what I'll tell you, uh, Joe, is that uh, one thing in Japan here in that in that whole Q thing, it's really calmed down quite a bit. But there was this whole white hat. Um, uh, it's strange the things that get that um, set fire here. Um, it's um there's there was a very small podcast in in the america um called the white hat report totally mm -hmm. virtually unknown and and uh this thing uh some people translated it here and and then unfortunately they really started to use this guy's name and information and suddenly you've got like this several thousand member online community and, and you know it just becomes this monster of itself and um so that whole quote-unquote white hat phenomenon and then suddenly the guy's telling you um telling his his online community members that he's in regular meetings with trump and stuff it's like come you know and then the one thing they have all in common is that they've got zero evidence you know um mm -hmm. so we're just supposed to take their word for it i i find that uh, that it's hard to go there for me yeah but uh, i know it's fascinating i was i was very <laughs> um I, I listened i don't know if you heard of the x22 report i do listen to that and that occasionally and there's but you know i'm I guess I'm quite broad in, in things I listen to, and I don't take it all 100%. But I'm I'm in, I'm interested in all of it, and trying to trying to discern it is is definitely a, definitely a challenge. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Q thing is either going to be something that's going to be like, wow, all this was going on, or there's a there's a lot of psyops in there, but or a mixture of the both, you know. So we'll, yeah, we'll find out. I wasn't planning to talk too much on on the Q subject, but um, it, it is definitely connected, and it's big. You know, in, in, people, can't, people can't say it isn't, it, you know, it's, it's big globally. It's, <coughs> yeah. And, it, and, yeah. And regardless of whether you think it's a force, whatever you think it is, when you actually look at it, it's a force for trying to remove the deep state and trying to remove, stop the child trafficking and a lot of the, the networks around that. So if anyone's against Q, just remember, that's what it's trying to defeat. And if so you're kind of a for those things if you're against Q in a, in a in a way so you know that's that's the sort of perspective i have that even if yeah. there is psyops and negative elements to it 
its agenda does seem to be driven to, around things that I, you know, I, I, I positive, I think it's very positive, you know. Yeah, the the, the whole media uh, spin has just been so insane, so intense, yeah. and you know the, uh, the the removal of all the hashtags and keywords, and it's just uh, it's it's things are getting so crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, so I, that, I think that for for just to be uh, for me, that I think um, <clears throat> you know uh, it's great to be aware on all those levels, but and, and at the end of the day, like the contact work is sort of like you know it's uh, um, it's it's the uh, old you know it's it's actually it's the fantasy that that became reality you know it's like um and it's also the sort of the more higher dimensional solution you know we, we can't solve the same the problems at the same level they were created you know energetically so um lifting yeah. yourself into self-mastery seems to be uh, the only the one of the better way the best way for me to sort of like override a lot of those uh energies or yeah. just you know working on the spiritual dimension is so powerful yeah and i, I completely agree and for me with all the different dimensions of all the research i've done and all the different things that are going on the c5 and the kind of ufo disclosures one which i feel is is, is positive for me as well as you know positive for the world for, uh, that that's why i'm kind of probably getting more focused on that although i am trying to keep keeping all, all the other circles um yeah I, I didn't want to digress too much into uh the, the pandemic side of things you mentioned it earlier how, how was the how was going through 2020 in the pandemic for you and, and yeah well, pretty surreal uh but it was not actually you know um believe it or not pretty um peaceful and you know almost not quite life as usual but we, yeah we we in 2020 uh itself we we had a pretty solid event schedule and, and we didn't have many interruptions so um the uh the lockdown um uh was we didn't have a, a full-on hard lockdown so uh we we were able to just you know we were able to be online or we were able to, I was able to do uh, work in our office and stuff and, and be out and about and uh, living in Tokyo at, at the time, um, you know, I was able to, I wasn't really hindered that much and, uh, you know, getting out in this, in, into the country uh, uh, provided risk, risk, a nice respite from sure. the sort of elongated city life. And then when we got into spring and summer, um, you know, people were re really, um, it made it that much more special to be gathering. So uh, we also had a lot of, um, the context sort of really changed as well. So it was even more um, dynamic. Uh, and and the, the sort of, um, the fact that you knew there wasn't a lot of people out and about at all, just made it even more, that much more kind of, you know, cosmic, you know, uh, it really, really bringing up the contrast level of the, how we're in a global you know, global crisis, so to speak. And, you know, we're all kind of, no matter what country you're in, you're in, we were all facing the same, you know, dilemmas at the, at, uh, in, in this time. So that, uh, that made it yeah. extra, the contact extra poignant. And uh, yeah, then, and then uh, thanks I to YouTube exploding in 2020, um, uh, we, uh, we had just unbelievable turnouts, you know, so we had, it wasn't like people were afraid or bashful at all. So we had, uh, you know, and then I find that the, um, uh, some physicists, physicists here have talking, spoken about this word. The end. The law of entropy is as long as you're in this high vibration, it's very hard. We've hadn't had any. We've hadn't had any, as far as I'm aware of, uh, what one person can bring in or contract the, the virus at an event. So it's like you know, yeah. um, we're not like anti-maskers or anti-vaxxers, but we 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 just you know, 
I was inspired to do the events and we did them and they were amazing. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's, it, but you already have it, masks in the culture, right? There's a lot more masks. Yeah. And it's a very highly, uh, of course, cleanly and etiquette, uh, full, you know, uh, etiquette and, and cleanliness driven culture here. So it's those things kind of, uh, being uh, a given were a part of it as well. And in terms of the vaccine mandates and things, I, I understand that you haven't gone ahead with that kind of, you know, vaccine passport and things. Is that correct in Japan? Or yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good. So... I mean, for me, that's, that's a, that was a worrying thing. And I think, unfortunately, Europe has adopted it quite a lot in certain areas. Yeah. And the UK is pretty relaxed on it, which is good. No, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I was planning on going to Europe for the first time in over 10 years, I think, uh, that year in 2020. So, uh, we were going to do a CE5 in southern France uh, mm -hmm. with a friend uh, who lives in Paris who's done workshops there. Uh, and um, yeah, so that all got canceled. But um, yeah, we were able to really, uh, you know, we had a, an, an amazing, <clears throat> in, in 2020, uh, YouTube really kicked on in Japan. So we, we had a whole new audience. Um, so the fact that we were doing events at all was, uh, was a, a rarity. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things super... I found as well that one of the positives of of the pandemic if if you, if you can ask for positives it was that it forced people to slow down um and to maybe focus on other things in life and give them a, sort of a chance to uh to think about other things and maybe just yeah um and c5 for some people may have been that that thing that they ended up you know going more towards as they had a bit more time to to inspect yes. their life and think exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> yeah my my uh, i agree completely so yeah it's um you know that that it's just uh, actually it, it actually um i felt more and more responsible and you know <clears throat> it's like um you know we've been running pedal to the metal so i had to be careful to keep to try and balance my own health and energies yeah, <clears throat> as well yeah, so yeah sure. it's <clears throat> and, and and i i mean fingers uh, fingers crossed i think after, now it seems a lot safer but i've not had not had COVID, not had any positive tests and gone all the way Good through. And uh, yeah, and, and all I've tried to do is just to remain healthy and high spirited. And so, well, it's worked for me. And, That's uh, good, yeah. So, yeah. I know we, went, we, saw I London, we saw London several times on the, London was on the news here quite often uh, regarding the current state of affairs and, and uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the different um, lockdowns and everything happening. And yeah, so... Uh, we were watching your end as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> fantastic um well is there anything else you, you want to talk about or actually be good to um, find out how people can reach you and learn more yeah the, uh, we have a, a site called c5 uh, c5-japan.com and uh and and I've, I've got my new youtube channel i i uh well i was briefly in the c5 film and uh after that several people i noticed from abroad uh subscribed onto our youtube but i was really uh, so focused on doing the Jap Japan content in Japanese that um, I think it was confusing to, to try and mix in an English video here and there. So I just made an entire new channel, uh, which I've called Super Logical. Uh, and that comes from uh, Zen okay. Buddhism um, book by uh, DT Suzuki. Uh, oh. Yeah, so I'm on YouTube there and, and uh, we'll be having a lot of more, a lot more English content uh, this year, uh, hopefully. Um, cool. Yeah, so those two I'll places. Add, I'll add those details below and... Um... Thank you for your time. It's been a really wonderful chat. I think we've covered so many topics. Yeah, covered um, a lot. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, it's been been fantastic. So uh, let's yeah, do it again. Definitely. Thank you.